Hello, hello, welcome to the Gay Racing Podcast, the only show in NASCAR where you can hear three gay men talk about packages. Hell yeah. I love packages. Oh no. I was was prepping that one for the last three days. (laughs) That was a good one. Good one. Uh Uh-huh. I have to say the package was delivered, so on my end, um, of course. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Um, NASCAR, NASCAR's cool, except when it's not. (laughs) Um, okay, the elephant in the room is the arrow package, but we'll get Mm -hmm. to that in a bit. Um, but we have a guest today. I I was about to get into it, and I was like, shit, I have a guest. We have a guest. Um, Jackson Todd is back with us again. Hello, back again. Yep. Um, Jackson's more of a recurring character rather than a guest, I would say. Who's the best best recurring character in TV history? Andy Cheeks and SpongeBob SquarePants. She didn't feel like recurring. No one. She wasn't that. She wasn't on there like a main character though. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, Jackson's here. Anyway, Um, yes. Both. Jackson and Alex were at Kansas on Sunday in person to watch the NASCAR race. Um, Indeed. So, well, number one, how how was that whole experience? Um, just going to the track. I know Alex. This is well. No, both of y'all have been to races before this year, actually. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, I can tell you, I was freezing. Um, oh, yeah, it was cold as hell. Oh my god, I. Oh, literally, literally, it was, it was so cold. And when people, um, when people were making fun of Kurt Busch, I was like, no, you, you cannot make fun of how Kurt Busch is acting because it is so cold out here. Bro, I post, I posted this on Twitter, but I remember good memories of like the Charlotte night race. Chad Knauss is all bundled up in his winter coat on top of the box. (laughs) Good memories. Mm -hmm. I love a cold NASCAR race. It's just a different kind of vibe. Yeah. I mean, I had three coats on. Um, everyone had their masks on, I think, purely because of how cold it was, um, which is good. Um, I'm sure it wasn't for the right yeah. reasons, but, you know. Most um, of the, yeah, most of the, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was just freezing. And then I had to, we had to sit outside for the race. Like, I was right after the national anthem, that's when I finally went up to the stands. I didn't go up to the stands or driver intros or anything. Mm. I stayed bundled under the grandstands until that race oh. about to start. Interesting. Did did it feel like there was a lot of people, like, in terms of, like, kind of, I guess, crowds? Like, did you ever feel, like, uncomfortable, if that makes sense? Um, I never did because, well, I mean, I think... I don't know. I've talked about this before, but Kansas has those drink rails. So we're normally already pretty spaced out. We didn't sit with those. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, I don't know. It just kind of felt like a normal... To me, it felt like kind of like what a truck race normally does there. Just, like, in terms of, like, the number of people that were there. That's what I was going to say. That makes sense. It felt like the truck race normally does. They let in uh, 10,000 people, and they sold all those tickets. Um, I would say I didn't really have anyone around me during the race. Like it was pretty empty. 
So they spaced everyone yeah. out pretty good, I would say. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And like, does this, like, does your experience from, because I think both of y'all went to either Iowa and or Gateway, does that... We... Yeah? Yeah, we both went to Iowa and I went to Jack... I, I, I about said I went to Jackson. I went to Gateway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that did that experience differ from those tracks? Because y'all went for IndyCar races too, so it's a whole different series, like COVID protocols. I thought, like, mm-hmm. I thought well, Kansas um, had a much. Go ahead. Well, uh, I thought Kansas had it much more under control. Um, I mean, like, one of the things uh, Alex and I pointed out when we were there is they had, like people walking around with like little signs that said like please wear a mask um (laughs) like ushers are like walking around with their little vests on and um (laughs) and i think i don't know i guess it's because well kansas is a bigger track in the first place yeah so you have more space and like iowa also like that was one of the first races people could go to yeah right i mean like Mm -hmm. it and so, like, I don't think people had quite figured out what was going on yet. And also, it was, like, Iowa. It wasn't, like, a big NASCAR track. So, I don't know. I, but Kansas was better. I mean, like, pretty clearly. Yeah, of the three races I've, I went to during COVID, Kansas was by far the most organized to most. They definitely put the safety first, I would say. Gateway, they, they didn't really give a shit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the bare minimum. Iowa did pretty decent. I think people were still figuring out how to do it. I think if mm-hmm. Iowa would have had a race this past weekend, it would have been about the same level as Kansas. Um, I don't know about your section, Jackson, but I had, there was a guy, you know, the same people they had holding the signs walking around. I saw one of those guys later on, he came up wiping all the hand railings. Oh, wow. That's like cool. every like 30 minutes he was walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, I don't know, I would say it was pretty safe. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, weren't wearing their masks or whatever, but like it was so cold. And I think about 95% of the people were actually wearing their mask, which is incredible for a mask. Oh, I wore two masks. It was so cold. Yeah, I was. I this is interesting to me because I haven't been to a race, and I don't think I'm gonna end up going to a race. Um, I thought about going to Martinsville because you know I'm in Virginia, and it's Martinsville. It just sounds so cool, and I feel like everyone's been to races lately, and I haven't. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a few things. Number one, it's the day after Halloween. The fuck I look like going to a race the day after Halloween. Um, wink wink like it's not happening (laughs) school in general i'm just too busy with school to just take a whole day out of my schedule um right unfortunately but it is what it is um and yeah i uh if i sort of sort of you off i uh if i were going to school right now i probably wouldn't have gone to at least probably not gateway it wasn't a problem before, but just this semester for me, I don't know if it's because it's online and the professors don't understand workload, but like, it, I, I, I just, I'm just so busy. It, I don't get it. I feel like I never have a break. And when I do have a break, when I do take a break, I feel like I get behind it. I don't know. That's just me in school, but <laughs> Martinsville is only allowing like a thousand um, fans I heard. And 
I saw people on Twitter be like, these damn Democratic governors, and because uh, my because Virginia oh is a Democratic governor, um, so does Kansas actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what Martinsville's capacity is, because um, I remember I looked at tick tickets and they were like six hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure, and I was like, girl, what? Oh my god, Jesus. Um. Oh my god. Yeah, but they are having um. They're having fans for the trucks and the Xfinity races, and those are on totally different days. Like, the truck race is on Friday, and mm. the Xfinity race is on Saturday. Um, <laughs> and apparently, yeah, the races are already sold out, actually, according to the whatever I'm reading here. Um, the track has a grandstand capacity of 44,000, but 1,000 is the limit under the state's current pandemic-related Phase 3 rules. I haven't really been paying to Virginia much in terms of, like, what we've been doing for COVID, because I feel like nothing is really happening. Like, my university's kind of... They're handling it pretty well. Like, they're pretty liberal in general, and they're taking it seriously. But then again, I get my one professor who's, like, having us touch all the same stuff and have us sit in class for three hours in the same room. I'm just like, well, girl, what are you... girl, what the hell are you doing? We're in the middle <laughs> of a pandemic. And I don't want to sit here and listen to you talk when you can just write us an email. Like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought about going to Martinsville. Short story, long story short, not going to Martinsville. Going to stay at home and watch uh, what's going to be a really good race. I'm really excited for the final two races of the season. Um, mainly because Me too. we're cutting the spoiler. <laughs> and True. I'm so, listen, I, I, I mean, I've been of the opinion since literally last year that I, this package i don't like this package the aero package for the speedways it's not, just for so many reasons the racing is so one-dimensional like the way you make a pass on somebody you have so limited options and you need a track that has multiple grooves to even have options in the first place um or you need like mm -hmm. a really really fast car um like, the thing, as we saw at Charlotte in the 600, everyone was running the bottom. Like, every single person was running the bottom. And we didn't see passes for, like, what felt like 300 laps. And Kentucky was kind of the same way. Texas was a big problem like that. Las Vegas and Kansas is where the problem's not as bad. Because, again, people can run the top. Um, and at that point, it's just a game of finding clean air. And Sunday's race, we saw Logano versus Harvick at the end. And to me, clearly, Harvick, he, you, NBC, I like how they showed the onboard. Because we normally, we normally don't get the onboards for this kind of stuff. But you could just hear him jump out of the gas. Like, if, he, if Logano mm. swept down and took his lane. And it was just frustrating to watch and listen to. Um... And in general, that I feel like I've seen better Kansas races with this package. I don't know why. Um, I, I know both of y'all were at the track, so I want to hear y'all's take on it. Jackson, you um, go first. All right. <laughs> um, I, um, the, I guess I'll go kind of bigger picture here. I had a big, like, I don't know what, like, a, um, Revolutionary, a revolution occurred in my mind. I think at Talladega. <laughs> Got Einstein over here. 
<laughs> I had I had my big like I'm done with this. Like this is it. My breaking point was Talladega, and I think a lot of people are feeling that this weekend. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, my mindset like already has completely changed. Like I've just accepted it for what it is. Like I know this package is stupid. Like, yeah. I know that. And so I'm just like, I'm just watching the races for what they are. Yeah. I just personally, I just like can't care anymore about that stuff. Even to get into the package debate, like they were working through lap traffic for a significant portion of that run. Like Joey crossed the line next to JJ Haley. So I don't think the clean air was as big of a deal. Like Joey took away Kevin's lane and impacted the air sometimes. Yes. But, like, I think at the end, like, Kevin's car just, I don't know, it might not have been what it was early. Like, there were passes. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, uh, I guess I just don't care about the package as much as I have been. I understand that. Um, I think my problem with it is just, it's just something I can't, like, look past anymore. Right. I can't. Like, and it might just be because there's so many issues with NASCAR. Like, the first thing I would fix is the package, then I'd get rid of stage racing, and then I'd do something about the championship format. Excuse me, but, um, th- I don't know, man. I just, I miss the days, I said this on Twitter today, I miss the days where we, I could just watch a race and not have to be like, well, I wish it was like this. I, I'm so tired of it. And I felt like right. low-key stage racing kind of hurt that a little bit. But the package for me, like, I, there's just no way I can really see this as legitimate racing. For which that's the thing is that like NASCAR has committed to that. Yeah, they're not backing off. Like it started with this playoff format. Mm-hmm. Like in 2014, when they started going down this route, that was the start of this change. And when this next gen car comes out in 2022. Like, that's, like, the final nail on the coffin, and they're submitting themselves to this, like, entertainment over sport idea that they've been, like, working towards. Yeah. So, I think, ultimately, fans have to decide whether, like, whether you're going to, like, go through these growing pains that we're experiencing right now, whether you're going to bail or, like, whether you're going to stick with it. And, like, for me, personally, that's been watching more F1, that's been watching more IndyCar, and that's been less making sitting down time on Sunday for NASCAR. Like, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to, like, dedicate my entire Friday, Saturday, Sunday to it. That's yeah. what it's been for me, at right. least. It's So, if I could say what I thought about the race weekend. Yeah, go ahead. Too. Oh, yeah, sorry. I realized I didn't let you talk. Oh. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's no, okay. Just tell me to uh-huh. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, normally... I go to the track all day, like all afternoon Friday, there's an ARCA race, and then I'm usually there for like 12 hours on Saturday, like something crazy. This year, they didn't let fans in to the track Friday, Saturday, which is understandable. It just didn't feel like a race weekend at all. Um, so I get there, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of excited, because like, you know, my, my driver's not in the playoffs either. I've kind of sort of shifted over to bowman but it just doesn't feel the same woo right NASCAR. and then like woo, woo nascar, NASCAR. <laughs> and, I, and i'm kind of just meh with the old aero package so i'll just say this that was 
this race at Kansas was the worst Kansas Speedway oh. race I have been to. I <gasps> have gone to what? every fall race since Kansas 2005. I know Jackson's shocked. I haven't said my opinion to Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the worst race I've been to at Kansas, and I've gone to the 16 of them, uh, only the fall ones if you count that. Um, yeah, it was just very frustrating. The first, like, 30 laps or so, that was exciting. I agree. What the, it was... what the okay, hell so... was going on? But I, as the race went on, like, Blaney couldn't get around Harvick. It, that was, it was frustrating. It's like everyone settled in. And then it's in. like, oh, whoever's the leader... Yeah, and then they're, they get single file after, like, five laps. And, I don't know, it was just like, like you say, Zach, I was, like, I was watching slot cars, and then... Truex, like, he started at the rear of the field. He was a non-factor all day. Like, yeah, he got up to, like, seventh, but then he stalled. I don't think I, he's the only which, which, playoff driver I didn't see in the top five. Go ahead. Well, I mean, like, that's a, like he made it up there. Like, and then he couldn't get, he didn't have a car to be in the top five. Like, I don't, I think, I don't sure? know. I, sure? Like, that's the thing, is, like, I think, I don't. I literally. I do not understand. Like, I know that there's like been better races, but like, I don't think it's as bad as everyone's talking about it. Like, I think we're all so hyper focused on this package that we're letting it like, like, change our idea of the race. Even if it's like we're so busy thinking about like, did they pass because of the package? It's not like, well, maybe they just had a better car. Like, we never like. I don't know. Like we're so fo- hyper focused on the package, I guess. I I watched Ryan Blaney try for like thirty laps to get around Kevin Harvick, and he finally got a run, only for the lap car to block him at one point. Then he he charges all the way back up there, and he can't get back around him. To me, Blaney had the faster car at that point, and he should have easily gotten by him at one point. Like I, I get it. There's blocking involved. There's you know, it's easier to get a, get to someone that passed them. But Blaney should have gotten around Harvick, I think. Like, he got, he was behind him for so long. He finally got a run and a lap car blocked it. And then he couldn't get it back around him. And the same thing with the finish. Harvick was charging. And he was behind him for, like, 30, 40 laps, however long that last stretch was. He couldn't get around Joey. And I think Harvick was well, also faster. And yeah, that's fine. It's the car who is the fastest doesn't have to win the race, but it it just doesn't. It was just frustrating. At, it, at its core, is that not racing, right? Like it's right. Like it's racing, but is it? It's not really exciting. I don't like. It was just kind of follow the leader. I think I don't feel like it is racing because it's it be, it becomes predictable at that point. Which, I mean, yeah. racing can be predictable so, because you'll have guys who are fast and if they're really fast. Like F1, for example. And, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if F1's the best example because they also have a dirtier problem. But Lewis Hamilton's probably going to win the race, right? Um, but that's because he's fast. It's different when it's like, oh, the, Joey Logano is probably going to win this race now because Kevin Harvick, whether he has the faster car or not, the odds are stacked against him in terms of getting around Logano. And I think it being difficult to pass mm-hmm. is one thing, but it's like 
when it's difficult to pass because the drivers ha- don't have a lot of options, that's when it's... And plus, the cars are easy to drive, so it's not like Joey's going to make a mistake as easily. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess I guess my ex- I guess my expectations are just so far down the sewer that like I just I don't know like I said I just like I don't I don't like I just I don't care anymore about that. Yeah. It just is what it is. So And I understand that perspective cuz I'm exhausted from yeah. NASCAR. Like and I think I don't want to let up on it because it's like I'm just stubborn like that and I miss like again, being nine years old and just sitting down and watching mm-hmm. NASCAR and being like, "Oh, a race!" Like, and the, over the weekend, I watched IMSA at Petit Le Mans, Road Atlanta, and I watched like the last half of the Bathurst 1000. And oh god, Bathurst! I felt like I was watching the Daytona 500, like for the first time ever. Like that's what watching Bathurst. Wow! Like. It just felt like so intense. Um. And the middle of the race, there was a lot of passing going on and strategy and stuff. And then the end of the mm. race, they had a lot of mm. safety cars, and it felt like a NASCAR race. And <laughs> even uh, Petit Le Mans, they had a bunch of safety cars at the end. I was like, shit, this feels like NASCAR. What the hell is going on? So it was weird, but I... Ugh. Right. The problem, we meant, ugh, you mentioned something earlier about like the fans and their reaction to this new NASCAR and starting to watch more F1 and IndyCar. I think the problem in terms of like alternatives to nascars there isn't really an alternate alternative and what i mean by that is like formula one is not nascar it's not um well number it's obviously not oval racing because nascar is it's stock car racing it's such a specific thing it feels like um it's the only stock car racing series that i feel like is really popular or it has any popularity at all and right Especially, like, in America. Um, yeah, I would say in America. I think global Formula One is the big thing. Well, yeah. Um, like, at Formula One, not only is it just global and it's kind of farther away from this American base. Because one thing that's nice about the NASCAR racing community, or the racing community in general in America, it's mostly centered around NASCAR. So, like, it's kind of the common thing with American racing fans. But, and, you know, I'm an, we're all American racing fans, obviously. So, there's that. So, then you can kind of bring IndyCar into this conversation. But the problem with IndyCar is they just kind of fucking suck. <laughs> like, their schedule is ass. Their marketing is ass. Their racing's pretty good. But it's just, well, like, there's just something missing was, from IndyCar. I was going to say, I went to Gateway for IndyCar, and, you know, they couldn't pass it there either, Well, they're, right? yeah, they have their own racing issues, but it's, like, but, they at least have a purity but, but in that. Is but, it, the thing with, see, but the thing with Gateway, sorry, the, one, the thing with Gateway is that they couldn't pass, but they had strategy. That's what made that race still exciting for me. NASCAR, that final restart, once Joey Logano came off the pits first, I'm like, oh, if well, if Joey can hold off the the restart bubble because you know the restart that's when you're gonna be able to take the lead joy logano i knew was going to win that race unless a caution came out okay but see exactly that's part of the reason is that is that they did the pit strategy which worked and then they held everyone off i mean 
But so then, but that's the whole NASCAR thing is like, basically, do you want, do you want that or do you want the stupid restart overtime crap? Because that's basically the like decision, and NASCAR is like very much going down the stupid overtime crap line. Right. I will say I will applaud them for not throwing a stupid caution. I thought for sure they were. Yeah. Right. Going to. So yeah. I don't know. In the perfect world, we can have a 40 lap run and the whole time we could have perhaps two cars that are actually equal in pace and they can have a battle. That's what mm-hmm. that in the perfect world. Like, but, Zach, I was that's not a battle you, though. Like, I mean, like I was texting you that maybe if no caution came out, we could have fuel mileage, but then a caution came out and I'm just like, Oh, like that ruined all my hype for this race. Cause I knew there wasn't going to be a race for the finish. I guess to answer Jackson's question, it is a battle, but once again, it's just like, I'm not surprised that Harvick couldn't do anything. I just, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's too much uh, anti-package, just like, I don't know what the, I guess stigma, I don't know, is that the word? Just like in the, in the, in the Twitterverse that like, it's distracting, it's distracting people from races. That's fair. Because I think it also is its own problem in NASCAR is that your package has become so distracting it's ruining races for people. Yeah. Regardless of whether it was like the package itself or like people are just thinking about it, like it's something to it's something we're having to talk about. So it's a problem. Like whether it's actually impacted that race or not, like you know. I just think the evidence, if you want to call it evidence, is just stacked against it at this point. In my like I the way I see it because the drivers don't like it. Um on paper it doesn't make like the thing I really hate is Xfinity drivers going up to the cup series and just like thinking of how they're driving a car that's technically like easier to drive than the cars they were just in. It just that really irks me for some reason and Kind of like seeing Cole Custer, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick in their rookie years. And they're all, I see all three of those drivers as drivers that are like really good with throttle control. I don't know if that's true. I know Christopher Bell does dirt racing. I know Tyler Reddick is really good at like a track like Homestead where you have to manage the top line. Um, Cole Custer, I don't, he's just kind of there. But, <laughs> um, and ironically, he won a race with the package. But, um, my point is, it's just like, and now, silly season news, Chase Briscoe is going to Cup next year. I'm just like, these, I feel like these drivers deserve better in terms of, like, ignore the racing product. These drivers deserve a car, like a race car. And I think choking the engine on the current cars and putting a billboard on them, like, whether we had better racing in 2018 or not, I think it's always better racing if the drivers can at least have more tools. And by more tools, I mean their skill can play more of a factor in the pace they're running, which means more horsepower and or less downforce, more off-throttle time because you don't have as much downforce. Um, And then, you know, that gives your car different options in the corner because, again, you have to let off the throttle more. I I think bringing driver... Because I think in terms of why we aren't seeing passes... That could be attributed to a lot of things. It's mostly, I think, dirty air. But also, again, it's so hard to be faster than somebody because you're both basically almost holding it wide open. You're just blipping the throttle a little bit. 
And at that point, it's just so much on like, okay, well, what car is better in these conditions? You know? So Mm -hmm. basically what I'm trying to say is I think you'll always get better racing when the, the cars are harder to drive. And there's a limit to that, of course. There's a balance with it. And I think some people talked about that on Twitter. Like, and I don't agree with this, but people are like, well, 2017 and 2018 sucked. That's what they say. I don't necessarily... I can agree with that, but I feel like this package, the 2019 package, doesn't feel like actual racing to me. While the 2018 package was... It was racing. It might not have been close racing every race at some times. And perhaps the performance gap was really tailored or it was really just, you know, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Truex. We had the big three. That was kind of the performance gap. And I wonder if that's why people didn't like 2018. Um, Well, I I think 2018 was a lot of blame on the TV people. Fox and NBC just focused on the top three. Yeah. I mean, that's they didn't show every race or anything else. Well, yeah. I mean, Bristol, Bristol, still, I think. Become TV because they only talked about Matt Benedetto the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, though, I am tired of talking about the package. I can agree with Jackson. I'm so right. fucking tired. Right. That's the thing is like if you like the Gluck, the Gluck poll is clearly not scientific and it's just goofy. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's worth something, but we shouldn't overvalue it. If you are voting no just because you don't like the package, then like. Really think about that. Like, if you are voting no because you did not like the race, that's one thing. But don't vote no and make your reasoning the package. I guess that's my closing argument. It's I... like, look beyond the package. Did you enjoy that race? <laughs> I mean... Yes, no. Yes, I enjoyed Jackson. that race. Period. Well, done. I see Jackson. that, but it's like, I the don't package... enjoy the race because of the it's... package. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, like, but don't. Exactly. But get, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Like Whatever. I see like, the package see what, come out a lot. Like I can like, tell when drivers let off the throttle. I'm like, God damn it! If they could just fucking follow. <laughs> do not. I just do not understand. Like I don't know. I don't know. But I, I can't agree just, with I you get, that I fucking hate talking about 550 horsepower. Right. I'm about right. to mute that on I Twitter. I'm. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't. I am. I'm no STEM major. I don't know how a lot of this crap works. Like, I I don't I don't care, honestly, a lot of the time. I just don't care, and I'm tired of hearing about it. That's why I feel like I've taken this stance on this week's races, because I just don't care. I had a good time, and so I voted yes, that's and good. I feel happy. That's I've good. logged, and that's, it was fun, and that's that. Yeah. I mean, I had fun at the Richmond races last year, and I think the races were kind of bad. And they, well, that was, they had the high downforce package, um... So and it was I think, very noticeable in the racing. Um, I think I for me, the reason why I had I disliked the race is because I didn't have any hype built up for it. So I couldn't go to the track Friday and Saturday, like I was saying earlier. Like it just felt weird, you know. So like to get there and to only see that, I think that for me just really is a huge part of why I didn't like it. Because I liked last year's race, and that had the same aero package. Um, I know the package, ooh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think that's a lot of it for me personally is that I just didn't have any hype going into it. And I don't think it helped that my driver wasn't in the playoffs, you know, stuff I said earlier. Um, um, I don't know. I agree with Jackson that we should probably not like focus on it, but also like we kind of like, have to say something or the Od- Mount O'Donnell because- has 
Matt Weaver yes, says, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it's going to be even bigger in Gen 7. That's that the thing, because I don't want to be It'll complacent be even about more it. more of a in Gen 7. Well, I guess yeah. here's my thing. Everybody has been pretty clearly vocal, and NASCAR is pretty clearly not caring. And so, why well, should we care if they're not going to care? I think they kind of care, because Darlington mm. is going to and low Nashville. down force. And Nashville. I think they realize that the package actually does kind of suck. I feel like they have to. There's no fucking way they actually think it's good. I just think they, again, they either, one, they don't want to look stupid and go back on it completely, and or they're waiting for mm-hmm. Gen, Gen 7, and or they think that this package somehow works. And we even talked about, like, the air bubble between the cars on the straightaways doesn't even, like, it, it gives an advantage mm-hmm. to the leading car when you try to suck up and draft. It's, it's a, I don't know. That's just another tick in the bucket for me. Yeah. But in terms of, like, Kansas, I, my favorite race with the package, I, there's two that stick out in my mind. Kansas Spring 2019, the night race that Kozlowski won, and then Chicago 2019. Kansas 2019, I really thought that was a good race. The night race, it's always goaded. I thought that was a good race. I actually didn't see the package there. Like, I, I saw racing. Um, I don't know why, though, because Kansas, like, this Kansas race we just had, it was colder. Okay. The hello. track temps, like, someone... Hello. I, hello? Hi? Are y'all here? I'm here. Oh. Did something happen? I don't know what happened to Alex. I think Alex, his family member might have came in. Anyway, um, but Kansas had the most grip as possible this weekend, and I feel like it didn't live up to previous Kansas races. Like, even, I have to go back and watch the July race, but I feel like previous races were better, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Um, but, and, ugh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, I, uh, I, I did the... Yeah, you go. Yeah, no, I mean, my points are made. Yeah. I was just going to be like... And I see where you're coming from. I think the biggest difference between us is that I just don't want to be complacent to it because I feel like I yeah. have some kind of impact on like what could be the future of NASCAR, and I'm just... it's ugh. Again, I'm stubborn. Like I don't want to just go. I've just given up. Yeah. And that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's valid. And it has made... I I don't know. I like I like the giving up approach because like I mean in the end you're it's, it's made me enjoy races more. Right. That's <laughs> like that's, that's that right. like listen, I'm choosing the, to be a salty bitch about it. I, that's basically I think that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. to people is like don't be salty, just be happy. <laughs> yeah, and that's a valid point. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend he didn't say that. <laughs> I oh god. I do that with stages, though. Like, I hate stage racing, but sometimes I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. Like, and okay. sometimes I'm like that with the package. Very rarely I'm like that about the package. I'm like, well, I mean, the restarts are cool. If The, <laughs> the restarts have definitely yeah. improved. That's about it. I guess. Yes, but, like, I feel like they For how really long? Improved. Like, maybe, like, two, three laps. I feel like... I don't know. It's just kind of like it was. It was cool at first, but now I'm just like we see it every week. I'm like, eh. But whatever. That's um. That's the cup cars with downforce. 
I think the Xfinity series is really interesting with the... They have, in my opinion, the perfect stock car at the moment. Not the perfect stock car, but the best stock car at the moment is the Xfinity car. They... What I notice in the truck and Xfinity races that I don't see in the cup races is... Well, I hate to say this, but just like random passes, like, you know, Ross Chastain could be chasing down Harrison Burton. He gets by him. He goes and gets the next car. I feel like in cup if that does happen it's because there's one car like kevin harvick in one of the earlier stages he was dropping back a lot um i don't know if that's mm -hmm. because he wore his tires out or if something was off um but in xfinity and trucks too and i saw this in the truck race there was a lot of like guys just coming through the pack and i think that's just racing like it it, it was just pure racing like the faster guy can make passes and you know, how far are they going to go? How fast are they? What's going to happen if they get to, you know, third place, second place? Can they get to the lead? It's just cool stuff like that about racing that I feel like the package really hinders. And it's just something I can't be complacent on. Um, I mean, I think being complacent on the playoffs is one thing. Because it is kind of entertaining. It It has some benefits. Like, you know, I still don't know who the champion is. There's good things and bad things about that. The stage racing, there's good things and bad things about that. But for the package, I'm just like, there's. I feel like there's no good things for me to really cling on to to justify it. But mm -hmm. back to the Xfinity race, I was trying to segue into it. Um, I got to stop talking about the package like a bad X. The Xfinity <laughs> oh race God. was kind of wild. There was a lot of wrecks. Kansas is known for wrecks. Um, we not only saw, like... What's his face? Noah Gregson and Austin Cindric. They wrecked in like what lap thirteen. Um, that I was. It yelling. was early. I was yelling because here's the thing about that incident. A lot of people blame Noah or Austin because basically what happened: the leaders got four wide and it forced Noah and Austin to make contact. And I'm just at that point. I'm just saying. Well, I don't think it's Noah's fault. I don't think it's Austin's fault. I'm just like, bro, it's lap thirteen. Back out. Like, I get it. It's a restart. You got to get positions. You're in the playoffs. You got to get stage points. But back out. Because the risk you're taking, which is what happened, you're going to wreck. And then you're going to have to win at Texas or Phoenix. You know? Like, I think, especially for these Xfinity drivers, and this is something Scott Dixon is really good at. He's very good at risk taking in terms of, like, he knows what risks to take. And four wide on a lap 13 restart is a risk you do not need to take. Ross Chastain forced the issue. That's on him. That's Ross Chastain. Noah Gregson had room on the bottom to let off the gas and let them be three wide off the exit. Um, I'm just saying, like, there's the drivers, the Xfinity drivers, they can do better about that kind of wrecking situation. Now Noah Gregson's going to go into crackhead mode for these next two weeks and no one wants that because he's the next coming of Joey Logano, and it's 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 crazy. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I well, but... in terms of like everyone fucking hates him, like <laughs> like all the wait, drivers. Wait, wait. You're talking about I spaced out. Noah Gregson, like in terms of like, oh god, don't he? Uh. No, in terms of like all the drivers hate him. Not talent wise, I mean like because all the drivers hate Joey Logano. I'm pretty sure that's obvious. <laughs> and Noah Gregson, to me, he I get that similar vibe. And 
he doesn't give a shit if he hurts someone's feelings. And going to Martinsville in two weeks is going to be really entertaining. That's why I didn't want Joey to win Kansas low-key, because he was going to put on a show at Martinsville if he wasn't locked in. Right. Um, I thought it was going to be him versus Truex for the final spot, but now I guess not. But I will say that the move Justin Allgaier made that caused that big wreck with Anthony Alfredo. Oh, I yeah. thought that was a move that like Noah Gregson would make and not Allgaier. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. That was a really dumb move. Like we see cars, we see the drivers always go below the line at Kansas, right? Like on the apron. Yeah. But like, why did he? Why did he do it that late into the like yeah. entry of the corner? I mean, Justin like, that was really bizarre. Justin explained to himself it was just a mistake, and while it was stupid. You know, it happens, especially with these playoff implications. Maybe. I think some of it is like a culture coming down from the Cup Series that you have to be bold on restarts. I think that's just, that just a goofy culture, thing I'm know? saying. Yeah. And especially in the playoffs where it's like points are so well, important. I don't think Justin does that move if there's no playoffs. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I can see that. Um which there's the numbers essentially proving that like we wreck more at super speedway since like stage racing was introduced. Yeah. Like all these extra points are like clearly impacting things and tearing up race cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like from a safety perspective, all of NASCAR's like, you need to win this race. I feel like that's just like, right. Bro, well, that's what they're doing. Drivers already want to win the race. Like, yeah. Like, there's no race car driver out there unless they're like a pay driver or like they're going to run 35th anyway that don't want to win the race. Like I'm just saying like Kyle Busch gets in a truck where, I mean, yeah, he owns the truck, but like he has basically no incentive to win the race and he still wins the race. And he, cause he has that ego. Most drivers have an ego. Like they don't need to be told to win a race. I think that's why, punishing not winning that's what like what the playoffs do i feel like it more punishes not winning because if you have a bad race then you're punished because oh if you don't win then you're out of the playoffs so it punishes not being able to just win at the snap of your fingers so mm. it is what it is but yeah the experience i i think i enjoyed the experience race um i was doing something during it so i didn't pay attention to like most of it but chase briscoe won again um we found out today Chase Briscoe is going to the 14 car, replacing Clint Boyer. Um, High Point's going to sponsor him. I'm excited about that. And I hope the Ford Performance Mustang team comes with them. The one with that weird number font. The one that Clint... It's sponsored. Yeah, Boyer ran it a time or two. Yeah, Richmond. Um, I I I low-key want that diecast. That diecast is hot. I love that car. It just, it hits so good. Um, Jones to the 43, is that official now? Um, um, I don't I think so, but Adam Stern has been reporting the crap out of it. Yeah, it makes sense because, like, where else is he going to go? I feel bad about Jones to the 43. I think he deserves a little bit of a better ride, but all I gotta say on that is that RPM, this is the best move, best driver they could have possibly gotten from this. Yeah, yes. Eric Jones, Eric Jones, this kind of sucks for him, but RPM, if they want to live. Like, this is the best decision they could have gotten. I mean, they haven't had a driver that has two career wins in forever. Let's think about it, right? Almarola, they had him when he had one win. Um, AJ Allmaner. Their last one was probably, was probably Bobby Labani. Bobby Labani. 
That's right. crazy. That or, like, if you go back to when they merged with Everham, then Casey Kane, I guess. But that doesn't really... I don't feel like that, that really, really counts. Count. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I think, in term, yeah, again, in terms of RPM, that's the best option they got. Um, mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, I Again, I think Jones, his, he was really starting to perform in these playoffs. I think, yeah. Alex, you've noticed that. Um, that's why I picked him yeah, at the Roble. Yeah, um, I've noticed that a little bit. Um, he's always seems to be up front. He always seems to be the second fastest Gibbs car. I feel like he's outperforming Kyle Busch at the moment, and we know Kyle's been having a rough year. Um, do y'all think Kyle's going to win in these next three races? No. No. Not in the playoffs, I don't, because I feel like non-playoff drivers, people say, like, oh, no, they still want to win races, but, like, no. They just... There's a certain pressure to not well, fuck with the playoff drivers. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's like a, I mean, it's like one of those un- unspoken rules, you know, yeah. just like. And I don't like that because if I go to a playoff race in Richmond and Dale Jr. is not in the playoffs, I fucking want to see him win this race. Like, <laughs> like, right. you know, like, for example. Um, Which actually, it's kind of interesting with this package because in order to take the lead with this package you kind of have to be kind of aggressive with that you can't really do that with a playoff guy if you're not i was just guy. thinking about that i just didn't want to bring up the package again because i, I, <laughs> I because of, like you have to be an asshole to win the races in the it's package just, it's just what uh yeah and ryan blaney well, was the only one that really came close to interfering with the lead of that race and yeah. um, you know i don't think he really gave a shit at that point but he couldn't really do much well you say you got to be an asshole to win the races in these and kyle bush is the champion the only champion of this uh with this package <laughs> yeah so i mean there is some ground to that and that's didn't honestly, work out this year i feel like kyle bush well his there's just something wrong with that team this year i thought if they would have won the roval or somehow made it to this round that they could have swung it around and gotten to um gotten to phoenix now even if they did make it i don't see it happening i wouldn't see it happening um but that's the 18 team it, for you. I think he's right. I think he's right that it's just a lack of practice is just really killing him. That makes They're sense. They're probably going to, he's probably going to get a new crew chief next year. They're probably just going to change everything, but who knows if they're going to improve. Yeah. I hope the lack of high downforce races can at least help him. Cause Bristol, we saw him at Bristol be himself. That's true. Like, I think, well, Bristol, I think, is a pretty good example of a driver's track, and I think Kyle made up... I, I feel like it's mechanical stuff going on at the team. I don't feel like it's a problem with Kyle, because, again, he... Well, I don't know. In the Xfinity series, he wasn't as dominant this year in his few races, so... It, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's something... It, I think the bigger problem is the 18 car, and I don't think it's kyle um i also want to ask y'all do you think jimmy's gonna win in these next three races mm, no i thought my i had heart hope. my heart says maybe but i yeah. don't see it if no, he there's no way he does if he does it's gonna have to be an austin dylan because i think he can yeah. At Martinsville, but there's gonna have to be chaos that happens. I think, which honestly, I could see happening, like chaos. Um, yeah, um, he won a I stage think his there. Chance would be... Oh yeah, I I think he the only way he wins would 
be if he wins the way Austin Dillon won at Texas earlier this year, this weekend. Yeah, that would be and awesome because our good friend Noah Sweet uh, designed yes. the paint scheme that Jimmy Johnson's going to be racing uh, Sunday at Texas. Um, really cool stuff. Um, uh, we thought... Um, we talked about him a little bit like a few episodes ago. We talked about how the Pride mm-hmm. car might be coming. Um, it's not yet. Wink, wink. I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any sources. I'm just like I know it's coming one day. I know. I know it is. Um, it's still a good looking car. It's a good looking car. It's got yeah, like it's lightning bolts car. and stuff. Um, like graphic, not like not like interstate batteries, lightning bolts. Um, I'm trying to describe <laughs> it to like someone that can't see it. Um, like I guess very simple looking like lightning designs um and a bunch of shades of purple um the 48s over like a black the front of the car is white the back of the car is purple. it's kind of a merger of the two schemes jimmy's ran this year with the lightning added yeah well if you look at it it's, it's very similar to the car that noah designed for like a concept for alex bowman next year the front of the car is white the middle of the car is black mm-hmm. and the back of the car is white and it's all brought together with purple um, I think it's, I don't know if I personally like that style, because I feel like it's just, again, it feels like a merger of the two cars, and I don't actually like that, but I still think it works. Like, just for me, I'm just like, mm, eh. It, it, I think it's because Ally's been black and white, like, single versions of those cars, and bringing it together, I'm just like, this looks like a Frankenstein paint scheme. Um, but it's still cool, though. Um <laughs> But yeah, but the main point here though is that Noah has his dream has been to get a race car on track. Um, we thought it was going to happen with the Barstool Dragon car at Talladega. It didn't happen. That's a whole situation. Oh. But beyond that, now Noah Sweet Lefty Designs is getting a race car on track. I think that's awesome. It's with a seven-time champ in one of his final. His favorite races. driver. Favorite driver since childhood. Um. I, I read an article about it because they interviewed Noah. Um, he was attracted to the 48 car because of, like, the neon yellow and the metallic blue. And I just think about that, and I remember just Jimmy Johnson's Cobalt car was so... That was my favorite paint scheme. Probably my favorite NASCAR paint scheme of all time. The Cobalt car, the silver one, specifically the one that he won with at Texas in the fall of 2007. Um, fighting Matt Kenseth. Like, that's one of my best NASCAR memories. I thought that car was so cool looking. Um, mm-hmm. The Jimmy Johnson's always driven some really good looking race cars. And I think Jimmy getting to end his career with one of them, um, well, not only with Noah, but next week, he's has this really cool looking, like, kind of purple, simple purple car. But it's got, like, 10,000 fan signatures on it. I wonder, at Phoenix, if they're running a special paint scheme. I feel like... They might not, but I don't know. I think Tony Stewart ended on a special scheme. Jeff Gordon ended on a special scheme. I think we might see a silver version of the current Ally car, maybe mm, with that's... Like some layered pictures of his seven championships. Yeah, um, it seems if they do anything, it's probably going to be like what they did with uh, Gordon and Stewart, just like silver. Um. Yeah, I'm looking up Tony Stewart's car because i i know i i remember the color but i think they had pictures of his career on it kind of no they mm-hmm. had signatures i think on the the hood they might have i can't really tell from he had that like design that like smoke final whatever yeah um i didn't really like that car looking back on it 
eh, it's okay. It's just... Tony Stewart's retirement felt like it didn't happen. I don't know why. Does anyone feel the same way? No. I mean... I, maybe it's just... Really. I, I, think, I think 2016 Homestead, I think, is going to be a race we really reflect on. It's going to feel like... It's going to feel like a lot because it was um, it was Tony's last race. ended up being Carl's last race. Jimmy's oh, yeah. last Which championship. That's so weird. Joey. It's going to be a race we talk about. Like the 2016 Homestead race. We're going to reflect on it, I think. It's going to be one of those. Think about that. And it was the last hmm. race without stages. That's true. That's true. Which... Yeah, it marks and last sprint race. Yeah, the 2016 Homestead race. It's going to be was... one that we wow. we reflect on. I didn't even think about that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, damn. And I hope, I feel like this has happened with Tony Stewart and Dale and low-key Jeff, um, but a little bit less since he was in the championship four. Like, their final races, I feel like, get a little bit overshadowed by the championship fight, which I kind of hate. Which, I mean, it's standard. It's probably happened with any championship format, but because... This championship format is so focused on what happens in that race. It's, like, so hard to be, like, Tony Stewart in his last race or blah, blah, blah. Um, not that it's that notable of a story anyway because, I mean, if they're retiring, they're most not, they're most likely not competing for a win. Well, um, I would say I don't think I agree with that. They focus quite a lot on Dale Jr.'s last race. They focus like quite they a lot didn't. on Danica. I think they did. I feel like I remember them being like, Dale Jr., his last race, like at least a build-up before the race, yeah. at the very least. Maybe, I think yeah. I think that's fair enough. I'd rather them not be like... I think they went to him at one point during his last race, being like, yeah. here's Dale Jr., his last You're race. Right. I, th- I, think that's, I think that's fine, because he's not like racing for the win. Yeah, I think I'm just bitching. Because he was running like twenty fifth anyway. So, right. Um, speaking of focusing on drivers in the middle of the race, Haley Deegan Truck Series. Oh Holy my god! god. Michael Waltrip, Vince Welch, and Kurt Busch—they could not stop talking about Haley Deegan. I'm so I glad I was getting my hair dyed during that damn race. <laughs> my god, they were praising her every step of the way, which like cool. I had to leave the room. It's just, oh, I. Mm. And it's all I have Haley. Say, like all I have to say on Haley Deegan is what I said in on Twitter. Danica Patrick's hype was warranted. D- Haley yes. Deegan's is not. It's cool yeah. that we have a woman driver, um, but she hasn't really done anything. I so, think besides winning that for... K&N race, she hasn't. If she didn't win the K&N yeah. race, I wouldn't well, really see where I saw. Could. I saw something that was like only four drivers competed in every ARCA race this year. Yeah. Yeah, and she ended up, what was it? She finished like second twice, I think it was, or something. I think her average finish is like seventh or something. Right. Like 12 cars. So. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's Haley Deegan's a very weird situation, in my opinion. And, um, yeah. Again, I said this last episode. Her personality is one thing. In terms of her, just looking at her from a driver's perspective, it's just like, right. I, I feel like you don't want to put too much pressure on her because just because she's a woman doesn't mean you got to pile on the pressure and move her up the trucks. And um, and she's going to trucks next year full time. Um, they announced that Saturday. should be interesting. We should learn a lot. Um, I mean, some people argued that she isn't learning much in ARCA because ARCA is kind of yeah. island racing. 
where it's like all the cars you have like you have like basically like 14 cars and they have the performance spread of like an f1 race like you're basically yeah. never racing anybody um they're the cars yeah. are so spread out and that's why i don't really watch arca this year because i'm just like i'm not really watching a race they're just kind of all doing their own thing um but it is what it is i'm interested gonna... to see what happens in trucks yeah well, another have... you go ahead again another tell me to shut the fuck up <laughs> another driver that caused a lot of outcry which i would recommend you watch listen to uh last week's episode for more on this let's not dive in too deep into it but kyle larson <laughs> Zach, let's not talk about Alex it too much. Alex said, shut the fuck up about Kyle Larson. <laughs> so Kyle Larson <laughs> has officially been reinstated by NASCAR and can compete starting January 1st of 2021. This is to no surprise to me. I'm not sure why everyone flipped their shit. Um, this, we all knew this was coming. We all know he's going to Hendrick. <laughs> why y'all Why y'all freaking out? The only out? question is, what's the number and what's the paint scheme? Like, God <laughs> yeah. Like... like <laughs> Which I'm still very... I want to place a bet on who, what, what if it's 5 or 57. I don't five. think it's going to be 25. It's, I don't I think it's, it's not going to be 57. There's no way I hope it's I hope it's 57. 57 I, would be so cool. I think it would be important as a rebrand. but Yes, I think they're going to give him the 5, though. 57 yeah. would be really cool, but yeah. I think it will be a 5. Going to be the five, and it's going to be about what? What? Oh, what was the thing of oh, five ever? The legacy of KTK. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Oh, by the way, forty-eight plus nine is fifty-seven. Oh, when you said God. that, I was sold. I was uh, sold as soon as you said that. I'm sold on it. Um, like, sorry, I'm just, so, I'm completely fucking sold on it. But, um, but yeah, I'll get my. Sorry, you go, Jackson. Hendrick isn't that good with their numbers, though. That's I the know whole they problem is they're not a like lot. a team. They wouldn't like if like if Pinsky or somebody did that, it would make sense. But the fact that Hendrick changes them every two weeks, like they can't do that. That doesn't count. Yeah. Um. In terms of Kyle Larson, the reaction to it, I'm. I'm still a little just kind of like, mellow about it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not like, I'm not like, yeah, fuck yeah, Kyle Larson. <laughs> because I am still looking at like what this means in terms of growth and mm-hmm. what people are capable of. And I feel like a lot of people, my issue, and I, I don't want to blame people because I mean, I can get why you're excited, but they're, they're looking past the entire situation so fast. And I'm not saying at all, like, well, Kyle Larson still need. Well, I, Kyle Larson still does need to do some things. Um, he, I, I feel like, like we he talked needs about to be... in last week's episode with Mark Wiley. Mm-hmm. Correct, Zach. Yes. <laughs> like he still needs to do a few things, right? I just yes. feel like the reaction on Twitter was just like so, just ready to look past yeah. it. Yeah, and I think like, that goes like back. everyone was, everyone was celebrating. It's like, well, people were like shocked. Either like people were celebrating or they were shocked. It's like, did you not see this coming? Like, are you? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get why people are stunned at this. I'm like or calmly like... or cautiously excited about it. Like, yeah. I just, so... I just feel like it's kind of 
like just for the most respect of the situation and for the most respect of Kyle to like understand that he's still learning and he's has learned it's important mm-hmm. to just kind of not put so much energy into it um that's why like, yeah. i just got a little bit weirded out by like their reaction to it um but also the other day though i was looking at his dover race win die cast and i want to get it just because it's like i have his last two wins before that like in 124s and whatever that's our kyle larson segment in the gay racing podcast (laughs) his name is always in my goddamn mouth apparently so for more unfiltered kyle larson content last week's episode i highly recommend it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep saying it so zach doesn't keep this topic going for another hour yeah so are we ready to move on if y'all want to listen again last week's episode with mark riley it was a great discussion we did we talked more about uh that wasn't kyle larson too we talked about race cars and Kind of about the package, too. So if you want to hear more about the package and what makes a good oh, yeah. race car, uh, last week's episode. I think, that was, I think that was the best one we've done oh, so yeah. far was last week. It was packed, too. Um, it was mm-hmm. packed. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah that's silly season is, for you. Is there uh, anything else before we get into our picks? Um... I'm trying One to think. more thing about Kyle Larson. No, just kidding. Y'all oh. <laughs> just, <kidding. laughs> just making fun of me now. <laughs> um, oh, Jackson, you started a podcast. Kind of. I think it's I a podcast. I did. Right? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, tell so us about I'm that. On my, so I'm on my college's, I don't know, whatever. It's basically like a student media radio station thing, but it's not really radio. It's like internet radio. But because of covid things we can't go into our studio uh, so i had a show last year called another left turn <laughs> i just did like you know the weekly like ryan blaney should have more points and like hendrick motorsports is falling off a cliff and stuff like that um but this year i'm trying to do more like talking to people mm-hmm. um once i get once i'm on like winter break for classes i want to write out a few more like storytelling stuff like the Kansas City Speedway is this wood board track that was built um, uh, in Kansas City. Um, <laughs> and it only lasted for a few years, but it was um, a really big deal. Like if the track would have lasted, like it was like, could have, it was going to be a bigger deal than like Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to, I want to do more research on that. And I want to write like an hour or two, basically talking about that, like a scripted thing. Um, so yeah, it's new. I've had one episode, Zach was on it, and then after this, I'm gonna record an episode with Alex. Awesome. Um, Hell and yeah. it's, 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 um, it's fun. It's, it's, it's something new yeah. to do. I haven't, um, I'm just trying to, you know, do new things and have fun in this time of not very fun things. Yeah, I know we talked about, <laughs> uh, LGBT and motorsports and that whole yes. deal. Um, we, we talked about, Kyle Larson. <laughs> they talk about Kyle Larson. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know oh, when your episode's going to be out. Probably. Do you think it'll be out tomorrow? tomorrow? I don't know. It depends on how the uh, the feeds are weird. Okay. Um, so we have to like submit it to stuff and then it gets like, I don't know. Well, it's by weird. the time people are listening and... to this, it may or may not be out. Um, I'm going to link yeah. it down below. So go check out Jackson's podcast to see me and Alex as his first two guests. Um. And thank you for letting us on. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks for I'm excited. coming on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. I just wanted to shout that out for you. Um, 
feel like I'm missing something, but I don't think I am. I don't think so. All right. Well, we can get into our picks. Um, yeah, we went down all of our points, I believe. Um, I feel like a lot happened this week. Um, yeah, so you swept the weekend. You got two wins and a fourth. Um, all my picks had horrible luck. I guess Austin Hill got second wait, in the I truck really race. Oh, shoot. I did. Yeah. Get... Wait, Sheldon Creed didn't win. No, he he got fourth, right? Yeah. Or is that Kozlowski? I don't remember. He got fourth. Kozlowski. You put first. <laughs> did I? Or well, I... then you don't have you don't have that many points there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, so give me... Did he... You won the truck thing. I did? Yeah, because Austin Hill got yeah. second. Girl, I didn't even watch Chuck Race. I don't know shit. Yeah, anyway, I was like, hmm? you got one win then. I thought Creed won the Chuck Race. No, he did. Whatever. Oh. Brett Moffat did. Um, the Zane Smith wreck was kind of wild. I feel like Zane Smith ain't going to put up with that anymore, but we'll see. So you have 30 points, and I guess you have seven, not eight race wins. And then I have four race wins. Yeah. And. I believe I go first in our truck picks. Um, yeah, so either me or Wait. Alex will go first. Um, I guess you do, since I guess I guess I won the truck point. Yeah, I go first in trucks, you go first in Xfinity, and you go first in Cup. And cool. in terms of Jackson, um, Jackson, you can pick whoever. Um, I guess just go after us, so we can't be like, oh, I'm Jackson. Last. Yeah. yeah, oh, so we can't be like, oh, Jackson picked that. I'll pick that, because that's a good idea. So... Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you go. F- Wait, no, I go first. Um, you go first for truck. Where the hell are they going? Texas. Uh, yep. Hell, who going to win Texas? Um, ooh, you know what? I'm feeling Zane Smith. I think he's gonna have a reckoning. Um, and beat the fuck out of his teammate for wrecking him last week. <laughs> um, I thought the is that what was- happened? Is- his teammate wrecked him? I didn't um, well, even... so Zane got a run on Brett. And mm-hmm. they basically got side by side down the back. And then I, you haven't played NASCAR Heat for years, but NASCAR Heat had this thing where it's like if the leader, like the car you're trying to pass, if they turn down on your front bumper, they it just sent you like sideways into the inside wall. That's basically mm-hmm. what happened. Like yeah. Brett went to block and then Zane kind of like, I think he overreacted to it and got his truck loose. And then he kind of spun um, he didn't hit anything, but he spun and uh, flat spotted his tires. I don't know where he finished, but I think Zane Smith is going to get a reckoning. Um, I didn't want to pick Austin Hill or Sheldon Creed again because I feel like I pick them every week and <laughs> they don't win. So, um, so yeah. So, I'm going with Grand Infinger. I feel like I've picked him That's a couple a good times. Pick. I feel like he's due for a win. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it to, um, I both said Homestead, to Phoenix. I keep saying Homestead. Um, <laughs> all right, Jackson. Jackson, who you got? Um, Christian Eckes. That's really he finished second there in the first Texas race. I remember that. Um, I just don't think he will huh. because he hasn't had that much speed lately. Yeah. Like I thought. Uh, about, but, uh... Yeah. So he, yeah, he finished second there in the uh, spring. So interesting. Christian Eckes yeah. led fifty-two laps. It also just goes back to I feel like non-playoff drivers just have such a hard time winning right. a race, Ugh, which I hate, but it is what it is. So Xfinity, Alex picks first. 
So I know I picked Austin Cindric to win Kansas, and that didn't go well. Yeah. But um, it's been a pattern uh, for the Xfinity series where either Briscoe or Cindric win, and then one has bad luck, then they come back win the next week. So I'm going to stick with Austin Cindric, and Cindric is going to win Texas. Cool. I'm going to pick Chase Briscoe. <laughs> 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 Fuck, I look like I'm picking Chase Briscoe. What the hell? You know what the Saturday's broadcast is going to look like? They're going to talk about Chase Briscoe signing into the Cup Series the entire race. And yeah. Well, what's probably right. going to happen is he's going. To, they're going to be like, oh, he has so much momentum, and then he finishes like fifth. But I, I think he'll probably. win. Probably. I think he'll win. Either him or Brandon Jones. Nah, Brandon. Brandon, Brandon Jones I think, is... Uh... I don't know. I think he'll make it to the Phoenix. I think oh, yeah. he, he low-key could win the championship, and if he does, I'm going to scream. I think Honestly, I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. The thing with Phoenix, that race was so long ago. <laughs> like, And it's the only type of track like that. Like, it, like, the only types of tracks that are remotely similar is like New Hampshire, which felt like three months ago. I'm pretty sure it was. And then... Richmond, which isn't really that much like Phoenix, like that's it's gonna be such a fucked race, but I'm excited for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's Phoenix because it's the closest we're getting to like a championship short track finale so far. Mm-hmm. So that would be good. Um, Jackson, sorry, you can go. I um, talked too much. I'm gonna pick Justin Allgaier. Mm. Um, other than an that's engine problem in 2018, his worst finish. At Texas was 13th uh, in early 2017. His last two races there were both top 10 finishes. Well, look at this so. dude pulling out the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Justin Allgaier. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's solid. I would have, if he makes it to Phoenix, he's my pick, unless Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones is my meme pick. Justin Allgaier is my actual pick for Phoenix if he makes it. <laughs> and then Spoilers. To... I might change my mind, though. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see Justin Allgaier winning for some reason, but that's it's fair. So, for Cup, uh, you graciously uh, allowed... You graciously won Kansas so I could uh, pick Kevin Harvick. Yeah, he's won the last, like, what, three races fall races there we were saying kevin harvick is going to win texas we just don't know who's going to win kansas or martinsville Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i thought um, hamlin yeah i listen i thought hamlin was going to win uh kansas and he didn't i low-key i know the 11 team is slacking a little bit it makes me a little bit nervous they could miss phoenix they could miss phoenix i only plus 20 and he's he's fun several times it wouldn't surprise me, and I feel like they weren't really in the game that much at a, at a, mm-hmm. what's it called? Um, I don't know. This is a hard pick to make. I feel like it has to be a playoff driver. Um, I don't think Truex has shown that kind of speed. Logano could win it again. Um, like, obviously, the pick is Kevin Harvick. It's just, like, who else, since I can't pick him? Hamlin just makes me nervous because I feel like he's his momentum is starting to slip. Chase Elliott, low-key, they have really shown their performance. I just know he has really bad luck at Texas, and that's why I don't want to pick him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... 
girl, you put me in a box. I'm just gonna have to. I think the safest bet is Denny Hamlin because he's. I mean, he won there. Okay. Week. I have to because like, who else am I supposed to pick? Um, I know their pit crew's good, and I mean, I think this race is really going to be decided on pit road. Um, I can see that being a big talking point, like Denny Hamlin's pit crew beating Kevin Harvick, Harvick's pit crew. So, yeah, and then IndyCar. Right. IndyCar's having their championship Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Jackson, whoa. I'm sorry, whoa, I'm sorry. Man. Whoa. Wow. Terrible We're still host. mad about our debate I a, earlier. I got a good one here. <laughs> All right, Who here you got, go. Jackson? My cup Texas pick is playoff driver Kurt Busch. Okay. Right? You have to go yeah. back to the fall 2016 race to find the last time Kurt did not finish top 10 at Texas. That includes time at SHR. That includes time at Ganassi. Kurt Busch is good there. Bush. He's in the playoffs. He has to win. Wow. I could see it, especially since we had Austin Dillon win there. It's just like, I feel like he's just going to finish seventh. Like, yeah, he, he'll know. finish outside the he's top gotta 10. He's got to win. But he's going to finish seventh. And he's got to win. I listen. I, I just can't see it, but yeah. that would be cool if it happens because that's gonna make the championship four picture look really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, especially in terms of Hamlin. So in terms of IndyCar, I don't know who the hell picks first. I think we go by the second Indianapolis race. Let me. Okay, it's I the... can take a look. Oh uh, wait, that. didn't they do? Wait. Was Mid Ohio more recent than that? No. No. Um, I had Dick City finished eighth, and you had Pagano who finished tenth. So I guess you pick first. Was that was it the nine twenty eight week? I guess it was. Um. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of the week of Las Vegas. I think. Okay. No, it was the week of Talladega. Right. Okay. Anyway, it's not important. Anyways, so I pick first. Yep. Oh. Go ahead. Cool. Um. Well. So the championship picture, I think, we're last time we were at St. Pete, Joseph won, I believe. I th- he sure did. I think Joseph's gonna pull it out of the bag, mostly because he has to, um, for the best chance to win. And I, mm-hmm. I've seen Joseph do a lot of stuff. This is a situation where I think he's gonna execute it perfectly. And I'm excited for it. So, yeah. Do you think he wins the championship? That's a good question. Should we make championship picks? Mm, it's kind of boring. <laughs> I know, um, well, just for IndyCar, I think we can... Since we did our final four for NASCAR a week or two ago. But what do you think for... Will Joseph win the championship in IndyCar? I wouldn't... I can see it happening. I feel like I'm going to say yes just to manifest it because mm. Scott, Di- listen, Scott Dixon has not had bad luck all year, but that's the point. He, it's got to hit. So him. It's going to hit him. Joseph would have to win, and Dixon finish, I believe, either ninth or worse, or tenth or worse. It's something to do with ninth. And Dixon's finished, like he finished eighth at Indy. So yeah, he's been finishing right around there. He's finishing right around there, and if he slips up a little bit, I'm just saying, like. I think, well, I don't know. The thing is, though, Scott's going to be well-prepared for this race. You can't catch him slipping that hard, though. So Right. But I think Joseph, it's, the opportunity is there. So I think he can. 
I think he will hashtag mm-hmm. rise above and do it. <laughs> <laughs> so my heart wants you to be 100% right. Um, and that is my pick as well. But I can't pick Joseph Newgarden. Yeah. Um, God, I fucking hope. <laughs> I pray to if the racing gods. If he wins gods. the championship in this style, I will scream. It's gonna be the great. It'd be the greatest points like comeback, like I can that I can think of. Yeah. Like it's incredible if he can. Like it's it, incredibly is even mathematically eligible right now. It's yeah, kind of insane. Yeah, I think that's an accomplishment within itself, considering Scott started sure. the year with three wins. Mm-hmm. So my pick, my backup pick, because I assumed you were going to pick him, mm-hmm. is actually Scott McLaughlin. I forgot Whoa. he's in the race this week. Yes. Yeah, he's in the three car, the Shell three car. That's going to be so exciting. I think he is going to shock people at how good he's he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was really good do in I the think he can, I don't know if he can win his first race, period. But he, from what I can tell, he is a beast. He was supposed to run the Indy road course. I think he's going to be a monster, like... He's going to be so good. I think he's going to be a championship contender. Maybe not next year, but the year after. I'm telling you, I'm all in on Scott McLaughlin. I mean, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I see him as like a Juan Pablo Montoya, where he can just jump into Penske's IndyCar and do shit. I agree. Like, and I'm very excited. I watched. I really want to get into V8 Supercars now, and watching Scotty is pretty cool. Um, but well, now that he's not there, the winner's probably not as. Like, determined. Yeah, because I believe he just finished... I believe Bathurst was their last race of the season, and he just got the championship, so... Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Jackson? Uh, Scott Dixon. I mean... What? Boo! Boo! <laughs> I want to win, but I gotta... I gotta uh... Scoot! Scoot. <laughs> I, I typed scoot. It, I don't it wouldn't surprise me. But I, I don't know. He's been so off. He has been yeah, off these been last weird. few weeks. Um, he did, however, like... win Petit Le Mans. Well, he can get all of his luck out of the way. That's fine with yeah. me. Um, then we got Formula One at uh. Well, Jackson, Jackson, do you think Joseph could win the championship? I know you picked Dixon, but do you think Joseph um... could win the championship? I mean, I would have picked Joseph if Zach didn't. So, I mean, oh. like, yes. Okay. Okay. I would have picked Will Power if I couldn't pick Joseph. Um, Will Power was my third guess, but I really wanted to say McLaughlin. Yeah. I'm excited for this race. Um, Me too. Is it during the Texas race? It might be, like, kind of before the Texas race. I think they overlap for part or something. Yeah, which I'm fine well, with. Well, that's fine with me. Fine I'm fine with, with it. <laughs> I'm watching Texas to see who wins and to see Noah's paint scheme. That's literally it. I'm sorry, y'all. Texas is whack as hell. <laughs> um, Formula One's going to Portugal. Um, I think, right? Portugal. That is sounds it? right. Um, the track is. Hold on, F1 Portugal track. It's like a weird. Apparently, the track has like this weird. Um, no, I think it's a different track. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the Istanbul track that has like a quadruple apex turn. Because I don't really mm-hmm. see it on this track map. So I have no idea what this track's like. Um, it's just one of these new tracks that they had to add in COVID. So um, 
Am I picking first? Yeah, I picked Hamilton last time. Oh, and he won? <laughs> wow. <Yep>. Hamilton? <laughs> what the fuck I look like not picking Lewis Hamilton? Only because, um, like, I think Valtteri, he might be able to get, like, one more win this year. F1 has, like, six races left in the season. I think for Snappen and Valtteri, they can get, like, maybe one more race off Lewis this year. But I don't yeah. think it will be this track. I think Brazil, if they go to Brazil, which I'm not sure if they are, I think that's going to be one that Lewis might not win. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, it's been a while since a non-Mercedes driver has won. Mm -hmm. And if what you're saying is this is a new track, I think things could potentially be a little shaken up. Yeah. I think it's, I think Max Verstappen is going to go back to okay. the top of the podium. That's my pick. I can see that. He had a pretty good race last time out at, uh, what's it called? Also, Jackson, I just you could have picked Joseph. <laughs> because like, uh, no. you don't play. I don't play by the rules no you I'm don't have to though because you're not in the, like the points oh I want battle. to okay that's fine I, I want to that's up to you goody two shoes <laughs> so now you're getting third um, best if it's not Valtteri I'll be kind of shocked I am gonna pick Daniel Ricciardo <gasps> I, I thought about Girl, picking him he got his first Renault podium last time out um wherever they were N Nürburgring, Germany. That's where they were. So, I thought um, about picking him, but I want to have a better chance of getting points for yeah. F1. Yeah, so, and that's an why kind of why I picked him. I didn't pick Valtteri because I don't... just kind of going for the sneaky dubs on all these. Yeah, I think the problem with Ricardo is just the pace of the Renault is just like... like right. Yeah, he might be able to finish third, but he will not be in range of even getting Lewis and Max, I feel like. And that's really the problem right. of this year's like racing in F1 is like... Max is literally the only non-Mercedes car that's ever in range. like, And that's why mm -hmm. he's the only one that's won besides the, the crazy Italy race we had. Um, where all hell broke loose and Pierre Gasly got the win. So... Yeah. Yeah, solid picks. F1's so dumb predicting the winner. Because I was like, well, <laughs> the hell I look like not picking Lewis. We should be like, who's going to get fourth? That's what that, we should ooh. do next year. What if, honestly, though, I feel like we should start predicting the podium. Maybe next year. Or maybe after the yeah. NASCAR season, we could start predicting the podium. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because that would be a lot more it. interesting, actually. Like, predicting the podium? Ooh. Mm -hmm. That would be more interesting. Um... We'll talk about that. I'm off air. Um, so that's all of our picks. Um, I had, I said this on Twitter. I don't know if I said this in the podcast, but making the race picks kind of puts another layer of investment when I watch the races. Um, I know. I haven't played fantasy. I don't like the current NASCAR fantasy formats where you I have don't to pick either. You have to pick five drivers, and especially when you're limited to picking the best drive, like the best driver. Like, if they, like, cost more, like, points to pick them. I don't like yeah. that. I don't like, I like Steve's. I like Steve's random one. That one's always fun. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> uh, I have Harvick, by the way, for that. So, oh, wow. kiss my oh, ass. Who do I have? So. <laughs> I just like being able to pick, like, if it was maybe three drivers. If I can just pick three drivers. And maybe if they were, like, you know, pick one guy from the top ten in points. Pick one guy from the middle. Pick one guy from the back. 
that's could, better mm-hmm. than what we currently got. Like, I don't... You could start a fantasy league next year. I could. I'd like, be down to make some spreadsheets. I gotta, I gotta make the resources for that. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's really all we got to talk about today. Um, the week after Kansas going into Texas. Um, I, I will say... The Texas fall race used to be one of my favorite NASCAR races on the same on the calendar. Same. I used to really like Texas on um, the track. I used to love it. They, we've had some pretty good battles there. Um, Jimmy Johnson versus 2012. 2012. Uh, Denny Hamlin getting the win in 2010, and that whole one of Marty Reed's best calls to the finish was Denny Hamlin winning Texas that year. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And. Um, how the race was kind of like the Coke 600. It started in the daytime and it ended at night. And I feel like that... I'm always very nostalgic for it. That felt like race. the... It felt like... Texas felt like the first part of the series finale. Or the season finale of like a show. It felt like... Right. Like, like shit's getting real. And I got <laughs> that vibe with Brad Keselowski versus Jimmy Johnson. Like, nah, this shit's real now. Like, they are going mm-hmm. for this title. And that's... I have to say, that's why I miss the old, like, chase format, because we could have an actual championship battle that... Because right now it would be all about setting up for Homestead. It would be trying to set Mm -hmm. yourself in that top tier, trying to get with Kevin Harvick, trying to... Yeah. Yeah, I think, honestly, like, while the stage 2017 playoff format is more pure, I feel like it kind of diminishes the championship battle because you have guys like Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick who are basically shoehorned into the round of four and Mm -hmm. there's not much of a battle they just kind of have to have a clean race and it's just uh, it the playoffs is a hard balance with purity and entertainment and it's not really a balance that can be achieved in my opinion but it is what it is um so well boys yeah. any other final thoughts um i do want to say to anyone listening um eventually i want to get some even more lgbt voices on this podcast if you're listening and if you have a certain perspective where whether that's just you as a fan um you at the track or even you as a race car driver um if you want to reach out to us to either you know, be on the podcast, or I just thought of this, if you want to send us, like, an anonymous, like, you know, message that you want us to read and share, to share your story without being, you know, identified in case you're still in the closet, um, you can DM us, um, on Twitter, I'm at Dreamy Zach Grayson, Alex is at Newgate, and I'll have that in the description, if you want to, you know, message us, reach out, go ahead, um, I know I'd love to hear your stories, and share them I'd love to yeah i just thought of that today i was like let me reach yeah. out to the listeners that might just kind of be lurking um if you want to interact with us a little bit and um i think eventually we'll get like kind of a mailbag um yeah maybe after the season the nascar season like the few weeks i don't know how long we're gonna record in terms of like this season um i think maybe like a week or two or three yeah, we'll, we'll probably take a break at one point yeah I know during, like, most of, like, the holiday season, we probably won't be recording. Yeah. Um, we have an idea for, like, New Year's, but yeah, we'll talk wink. about that when that comes around. Pan emoji. Pan <laughs> emoji. Yeah. And I also want to thank, of course, Jackson Todd for coming on today. 
Um, Thanks for uh, letting me come and yell at you about why yeah. Kansas was a good race. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad that you had a good time in this fucked up world that we're in. I'm glad you had yeah. a good time. I honestly am. Um, and I've had. Good I'm sure times. we'll have you back again, Jackson. I'm sure. Um, and thanks for uh, thanks for having me. It's mm-hmm. been a it's been a pleasure as um as always. Yeah, and again, um, oh, you made a vlog um on your YouTube channel about. I did race. vlog. It was really fun to do. Yeah, so y'all go check that out. Um, yeah. I don't know. Go subscribe to my YouTube. Well, it's channel. probably linked on your Twitter, isn't it? I think it's in my bio and it's my pinned tweet okay. right now. So, your tw- what's your Twitter? Underscore, J Todd, fourteen, underscore. Yeah, what he said. Um, so go check out Jackson's stuff. Um, awesome stuff in this podcast. Um, if you want more, so um, I believe that wraps it up. Um, three gay guys talking about a package. Got through it in yeah, Jesus Christ, an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I believe if no one else has anything to say, um, no, I'm good. Yeah, well, everyone stay safe. Um, uh, keep chugging Talk along. Talk about your package. I got to keep chugging along with school, and if anyone else is struggling yeah. with school right now, I'm right there with you, sister. Oh, oh my God. Oh, just keep going. Uh, and I guess I should make dinner, but... <laughs> I'm so bad at closing this off. All right, y'all, take care. Okay. Um, peace out. Goodbye. <laughs>